Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. Ooh, spooky. That was spooky. <laughs> no, it's October, Michelle. It's spooky. I know. Like, okay. I'm waiting for you to ask me how I am so I can tell you I'm amazing. <laughs> oh, how are you, Michelle? Hey, I'm so excited. <laughs> no, it's we've got spooky stories it's fall outside it's getting cooler i mean it's just like brr, brr, everything's coming together as amazing yeah. we love so. the sweater weather yeah i do like the sweater wet that wasn't right mm. sweater weather <laughs> there we go we got there how is, how is your weather down in it's, la warm? it's super sunny and warm yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so bizarre <laughs> uh because right now in oregon it's like rainy and fall like yeah that makes sense but no over here just sunny and warm like 80s low 70s you know between there i grew up in northern california just north of Mm. san francisco and yeah we had like a little bit of rain but Mm -hmm. winter was never really winter it was (laughs) i mean it was just gorgeous all the time so I okay. hope you're loving that, you know, California life. <laughs> Nick is thriving in the sun and such, but I am, I don't know. It's You fine. like that sweater weather, huh? I do. I like the cold, rainy, cozy, you know, weather. Mm-hmm. And here when people order coffee for me, it's like, I want hot, but it's so hot outside. I'm like, yeah. So here's your <laughs> yeah, ice. Yeah, I guess the ice yeah. is a good idea. Yeah. Whatever. No. You don't want to get no. heat as soon as you walk out the door. It's good. It's good. I mean, it makes you want to go outside and do shit. So that's nice. And you can because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. you've got so. all this delightful, wonderful weather. Yes, exactly. So I can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, well, and I have to say, I, you had a little bit of a breakfast burrito earlier. Yeah. And I was super fucking jealous because we cannot find a burrito like that around here. And it sucks. That's too bad. Like, it just looks so good it was like obviously the tortilla was like steamed and delicious and i can't lie it was pretty banging it was pretty good it was just like that i hung up and quit the podcast forever (laughs) just because of a burrito (laughs) no my husband texted me he at work and he's like hey i got you a breakfast burrito when you get home and that's just like a highlight of your day knowing you have surprised food at home and yeah oh yeah like That's I'm right. excited for you and Thank I you. had no part in the food other than to watch you jealously eat it. Thanks. I was it came with a side salad. I haven't eaten that yet. The side salad. Who needs that? Throw it away. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah, spooky season. So we have our Halloween episode next time, but we're still diving into kind of spooky stories for October. Why not? Yeah. Why not? This is the only month that I will allow like horror movies in our house. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I will because they scare me so bad. <laughs> like, I just, it's fair. I wake up at three in the morning and then I'm reminded that it's dead hour. And oh, oh, sorry. So Joel had the craziest dream the other day. Okay. So, well, kind of a sleep paralysis. And now I'm vaguely worried that our apartment is haunted. Ooh. Kind of so I'm like laying in bed. And it's got to be three or four in the morning, maybe four okay. thirty. And all of a sudden, Joel's like, "Oh, oh!" <gasps> making all these, like, clearly trying to say something or uh-huh. yell in his sleep. And so I like wake him up, and I was like, "Joel, what's going on?" And he's like, "Oh!" And then like kind of turns over and goes back to sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, what the fuck was that?" And so I was like, "Joel," the next morning. Uh-huh. what the hell was that about do you remember you were like trying to scream and like making all kinds mm-hmm. of weird noises in your sleep and he was like there was a man standing in our bedroom door <gasps> and I was trying to yell at him to like get the fuck out and he couldn't do it and because he was like totally in that sleep paralysis right. and so he he said he was trying to wake himself up by like yelling and also to yell at that man to get the fuck out and then I woke him up and that was it. Whoa, that's creepy. Right? It is a little creepy, you know, and I'm always having to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And so now there's always like a light on. <laughs> it's 
it's too creepy otherwise absolutely the woman i guess who lived here before the renters that we had before we Mm -hmm. moved in so (laughs) she swore that it was haunted and then our friend was over and he said he swore that he swore that he (laughs) saw a man walking by like out of the corner of his eye and he and then he went to go investigate and couldn't find anything so i have not had anything but that's what's been going on okay. for us okay oh. so that was that like two spooky. <laughs> it was spooky like i just felt bad for joel because i could tell he was in distress right <laughs> it was like he was very upset in his dream so. sleep paralysis is scary i had it once and i was like i hope that never happens to me ever again i used to nap time like if i try to sleep during the day especially like in the living room where i'm dozing in a recliner or something yeah. like that i will often think someone's at the door somebody's walked in somebody is talking to me and but i can tell that i'm sleeping and mm. i can't move and i can't say what i want to say and then I wake up and none of those things have taken place. Yeah. Like, no one has walked in. No one, the phone has not rang that, you know, all these like weird things that I think yeah. is going on. So Ugh, no, my sleep paralysis, I was, I could see like a lady, but she was crawling towards me, but I can only look straight and I can only look at the corner of my eye and I just see her crawling at me and I couldn't move or say anything but she was just getting closer and closer and i uh, it was awful it was awful and i was trying to scream like nick to like help 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 but i couldn't i couldn't say anything god it's the worst it is my last experience and by the way that's creepy as shit just fyi (laughs) um no my last experience was when i was back staying i guess technically at your house at our house (laughs) we stayed there and my son-in-law stays downstairs and mm-hmm. I thought that he had come in and was like watching us sleep. Mm. And so I kept trying to yell at him, get out of here. What are you doing in here? And like all these weird things, but I couldn't get it out. And Joel just said, I was making quite the ruckus, like with okay. all this weird, like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, I couldn't actually talk. Yeah. And I, I couldn't talk. And it just made the whole thing even more frustrating. So, uh, and then of course, no one wasn't, my son-in-law was nowhere near our room or anything like that. But That's crazy. Ugh. Oh, All well, right. We got wildly well, off topic. No. Oh, wow. Oh, we got wildly off topic. Oh my God. <laughs> no, Which, it's not. Please. <laughs> Which please. Yes. Is that yeah. the drink that we're drinking is which please <laughs> that someone created, uh, you know what's in it you want me to say or what i'll let you kind of you made it more authentically close to the Mm, recipe okay i had to kind of wing it so we'll go with yours so i did one ounce of vodka uh one ounce of rum and i just did one to one i also did one ounce of blue carousel Mm. and then i poured a lemonade as much as I wanted to, you know, for taste and fill the glass. Fill the glass. Yeah. And then I topped it with some squirts of grenadine that fell to the bottom and mixed in to make a beautiful purple color. So it's like a blue and purple cocktail. It's very beautiful. Well, a witch's brew. If yeah. You it's very tasty. If you see it on our Instagram, it's beautiful. The colors are amazing. And it tastes like juice. So please drink responsibly because it's dangerous. I, uh... Yeah, it's been setting in, so. Yeah, we've already, like, drank our cocktails for the podcast, and I can tell. <laughs> it's clear. Uh, no, it's good. It's good. So, a lot of... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, it's just, it would be a fun uh, Halloween cocktail for you guys, so. It would be a great one to make a big thing of punch, you know, have a whole bottle of blue carousel, yeah. a whole bottle of, you know, vodka, there's the word, you know, and just, like throw it all in and you get this really cool purpley color yeah i'm not a really big fan of blue carousel but it is it's good in this drink i don't know I, it's hit and miss for me but it's not just... pretty blue carousel out for a little yeah, while for like, some of those drinks that we Disney made drinks forever ago yeah and we made like three of them and all just of them had it yeah. <laughs> so we were like Done. need to take a break on that for a while yeah so all right anything else before we get started 
we better just get started because okay. God knows I probably have like 16 other stories I can share with you. So I won't. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll just interrupt you in the middle of your story at a very suspenseful moment and tell I love it. whatever my stupid story is. <laughs> it's going to remind you. I love it. Yeah. All right. So get your drinks and let's get started. So Woo-hoo. I'm doing something a little bit different this time. It is a survival story, but it's off of we love reddit at least i do and there's a subreddit that people may know it's called let's not meet and it's just people have very creepy could end badly scenario scenarios uh so i'm gonna read it from their perspective because they wrote it and i'll tell you their uh username so they get the credit of course because it's their story but i find these i'm telling two of them and i just found these like it's just creepy the first one is just like I hope never. And the second one is more, I feel like it could happen more often than you think. Mm, I don't know. Mm, okay. Kinda. So I'm going to be reading it for my computer, Michelle. So it's going to look like I'm just going to stare at you while, <laughs> but I'm actually Whatever. reading. You're falling like deep into my eyes That's or right. I don't know what. Oh, it's, it's too okay. funny. Let's just go for it. <laughs> All right. So it's called story when camping went, what? Story one. Oh, story one. Yes. This is called When Camping Went Completely Wrong. Oh, no. I know. This happened to my parents back in the late 80s. They were in the mid-20s when this all occurred. My parents decided to go camping in cool California. When they got there, it was kind of late. My mom was sitting down on a log while my dad was unpacking the truck. While sitting down, she heard walking around the campsite. So she went and quietly told my dad that she heard someone walking around. They noped the fuck out of there just in case. They drove about three miles down the road with their headlights off so they wouldn't be followed. Once they got there. Okay, so can I just recap just to make sure? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so mom and dad are camping. Yeah. All's going well. Mom Mm -hmm. hears some creepy footsteps and they're like, fuck this. We're leaving. Yeah. Get in their car and drive away. Yes, but they okay. only they're still they still want to camp, but they move only three miles down the road with their headlights off. So if someone was there, they couldn't be followed. Okay. Okay. So they're at a new campsite. Once they got there, they set up camp and began to drink their asses off while listening to a boxing match on the radio. Well, that sounds amazing. Like right? every camping it? trip I've ever been on. <laughs> right? Eventually they settled in for the night. Now they don't know for sure that this next event is connected to the first but they believe it is Hmm. so they settled in and my dad was asleep far before my mom my mom was in the halfway state where you're halfway away just fucking typical (laughs) dad's asleep long before mom sorry i'm like irate already (laughs) no because i always fall asleep before nick but when we go camping i will be awake forever because i'm so creeped out about camping in the fucking woods in the middle Ugh, i just can't i don't like camping i found out cold, I'm cold and scared <laughs> cold and scared yeah that's fair snoring <laughs> yeah terrible all right so, no no you're good so you're she's half awake half asleep suddenly she heard footsteps outside the tent oh god she abruptly snapped back to consciousness and listened she tried waking my dad but he was way too out of it Mm. typical she She listened for what seemed like hours when suddenly she hears the creepiest voice you could probably ever imagine say here i am i'm going to kill you while saying this i know could you imagine i cannot imagine no i don't even i don't know what i would do joel would get woken up real fast yeah well so while this ass in the face if i had to like (laughs) Oh, that's creepy as shit. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Oh. So while this ma- so while saying this, the man, what she believes to be a knife along the tent. So he's saying that with a knife coming around the tent. Oh, like, so he's like dragging it kind of slowly to yes. emphasize that he's going to kill them. The scariest thing ever. Okay. Yes. She could hear him walking and dragging the knife. She was literally frozen. She couldn't say anything or move. With her um, mouth agape, she finally snapped out of it and screamed, Jim, grab the shotgun, kill this son of a bitch. Woo! I know, right? <laughs> With that, 
my dad finally awoke. They heard snapping of twigs and footsteps and heard the guy running away. Of course, my parents didn't have a shotgun. It was a huge bluff that actually worked. My dad got up seconds later and began to run after him, but he was long gone. After that, my parents decided that they were going to get the fuck out of there before anything else happened. Oh, man. Like, seriously, my heart is pounding from that story. (laughs) I know. Isn't that terrible? Such a worst nightmare. Oh my yeah. God, you're going to think about this next time you camp, you know, that, I know right? <laughs> like the last time we camped, we camped, uh, we slept in our car and it was the best thing. Cause I could lock the doors and I felt so safe. I slept so great. Uh, there's this, it's just a little tiny piece of film practically between you and the elements. Are you exactly? Serious? Yeah. Hard pass. Hard pass. Have you seen, uh, the Blair witch project? No, thank you. Oh my God. Well, I was back when that shit first came out and mm-hmm. everyone thought it was still real. Yeah. <laughs> that scared the crap out of me. Seriously. Ew. Okay. Sorry. So I don't even after- know what I would do. Joel would have a shotgun, just FYI, or Great. something else. He would have a big old fat gun, like right next to our heads. Yeah. Or a weapon for sure. You'd have um, your baseball bat. <laughs> always with the base. Yeah, absolutely. I would. I would. So when they tried to leave, that's when they saw their tires were slashed. They were in the middle of nowhere and no way out with some maniac that wanted to kill them. They well, actually- this is the 80s, right? No yeah. cell phones, no Absolutely. nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were a baller, maybe you had a car phone that worked in town. Yeah. <laughs> so they actually tried blowing up their tires with one of those things you use to blow up rafts. Obviously, mm. that didn't work, but they had to try, right? About an hour or so later, a ranger that was patrolling the area came along and helped them out. He brought them back to town so they could get their tires fixed. While talking to the ranger, they found out that he had been searching for any suspicious activity due to recent murders nearby. So that guy could have actually murdered them. Yeah. My parents were likely the murderer's next victims. I tried finding some of the murder cases online, but but was unable to. Which please um, come on. I know. Uh, words are difficult when you're drinking. <laughs> they sure are. Um, they sure are. So yeah, in that scary like there was a murderer on the loose and a guy with a knife saying, Here I am, I'm gonna kill you. Uh no, thank you. That shit is creepy as hell. Like right? all he needed to do was also be painted up like a clown or some shit, and that would have just Ew. completed the whole thing yeah what is that awful deranged clown movie that you and nicholas watched oh <laughs> terrifier oh that was awful i did i just i only saw the preview and it was like too much and it's ingrained in my psyche now yeah if you actually watch it you it will forever be in your mind and then we watched terrifier 2 which was even like gorier man oh my god so i'm good for like a ghost story but okay. like an all-out gore fest or anything no thanks it's yeah i'm not too much about the gore but i don't know that movie is scary it really is scary so i, I believe you yeah. <laughs> i'll never know you won't never know you really shouldn't i would not <laughs> i would not recommend it for you michelle no no you know you would never hear the end of it Every single podcast, it would be like, well, I fucking made it through Terrifier and now I have PTSD for the rest of my life. That's fair. That's <sighs> fair. Uh, some movies are a little too much. Seriously. That was but... paranormal activity for me. That scared the crap out of me. That was in so very scary. very real way. Yes. Oh. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Story number two. Yes, story number two. Well done on not being murdered campers. Seriously. I ate like have a lot of goosebumps right now well just like you feeling... wait <laughs> uh okay okay go ahead here we go i female in her 30s lived alone i had no car and no shops nearby it was 9 p.m and i got back from work and realized there was no food in the house so i ordered a grocery delivery on uber eats okay i asked them to leave it at the door due to covid rules that's the best like as far as i'm concerned just dropping that shit at the door is the best thing that could have ever happened to DoorDash. (laughs) Absolutely, right? Like, now you don't even have to see anybody. Yes, and this was during the pandemic, so this wasn't, like, recent. This was, like, from 2020. All right, all right. There was a knock on the door, and I saw a tall, skinny guy standing right by it. I shouted through the litter box to leave it on the floor and back up. He said no, 
and that he had to hand it to me as it had alcohol in it. I hadn't ordered any alcohol, so I told him that he had the wrong order. He claimed that it was correct. I told him sternly to put it on the floor and back up. Again, he refused. Stupidly, oh I, I would have been like, okay, open the door. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, that's, so stupidly, I was tired. I opened the door a crack to tell him to do it due of COVID rules, and he stepped towards the door and put his hand on the handle. I yeah. pulled it shut and shouted him to leave or I was going to report him. He put it back down and stepped back. I asked him through the letter box to back up further. He did. But again, when I opened the door, he stepped forward. I always remember the chill down my spine when he said, pretty, very pretty, in a low, monotone voice. Oh my God. Hi, Deliverance. Right? Creepy. I noticed that he- Oh my God. He... Can I just stop you right there real quick? I apologize. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Joel's what? newest obsession is like seeing- the creepy comments that dudes make when somebody posts a picture like a chick <laughs> so you have some girl and it's like i don't even know what i don't know eating ice cream or some stupid shit yeah. and it's like beautiful gorgeous like joel just finds those to be so creepy <laughs> so now yeah. whenever like we'll send each other pictures and it's like mm-hmm. gorgeous or like <laughs> so pretty that's hilarious <laughs> he just he thinks it's men pretty much can almost not even get creepier right they make those kind of comments on women's pages yeah no for sure anyway sorry <laughs> no you're good pretty so pretty yeah that's what yeah that's what he said Ugh. Ugh. gross so i noticed he had his phone out pointed at me and asked what he was doing he said he had to take a picture but it was pointed at my face and not on the bag on the floor. I grabbed the bag and slammed the door shut and locked it. I watched through the crack in the curtains as he stood by my door, pacing back and forth as if he couldn't make up his mind. He knocked. Am I gonna by... kill this bitch or am I not gonna kill this bitch? Right? Like that's what he's probably thinking. Probably. Ugh. He knocked, but I ignored it. I was getting seriously creepy vibes, and I called my best mate for advice. She told me to report him and not to open the door. I shouted out the letterbox for him to leave, but he still stood there. My dog, who is normally the sweetest thing, had picked up on my anxiety and began barking at the door. Mm. He turned and got into his car that was parked across the street from my house. I kept watching for the next 10 or so minutes through my window, but he wouldn't leave. He just sat there, but I figured maybe he was picking another order to take. Suddenly, optimistic thinking. that's optimistic thinking i don't think that's what he was doing at all right (laughs) suddenly a message popped up on uber he told me he had forgotten a bag in his car and asked me to come get it i checked my order and it was all there so i messaged saying it wasn't mine he got insistent saying he couldn't leave until i picked it up he was practically begging me to come to the car saying it wouldn't take a minute and i could just grab it from the passenger side so we can just like quickly chloroform you and shove you in the back seat. Hard pass. Thank you. I lost my shit. I told him I'd hear what he'd say that I knew he was taking a pic of me, not the order, and that I was calling the police. He still said I had to come get it. The entire time I was on the phone with two police, he was still messaging me, even saying the police not come, pick up order and I leave. Why are you making this hard? The police told me someone would be there within 20 minutes and to stay inside with the doors locked. My dog was going nuts, barking. My neighbor's husband, who is 6'4 and built like a brick shed, texted me (laughs) saying he heard a commotion and asked if I was okay. I told him what was going on and he immediately ran out shouting at the guy. Oh my God, that would be Joel completely. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Right? Shouting at the guy that the driver was a predator and to fuck off before he got fucked up. The yeah. delivery guy peeled out of there and then the neighbors came over to make me a brew and wait for the police. I oh, may re- they're the best neighbors ever. Seriously, right? So nice. Yeah. But I made the report to both them and Uber, but all I got was an apology from Uber. The police never came Sorry back to me. Sorry about that creepy dude that came to your <laughs> yeah. house and almost killed you. 
I got a car shortly after and didn't use Uber again until my boyfriend moved in. So to the creepy predator Uber driver, let's not meet again. And that, Let's not meet. Good call. Right. And that was Millie Border who wrote that. Okay. Okay. So Gary. I Gary. do worry about that a little bit, you know, between, you know, like Instacart and DoorDash and then just Uber in general getting taken places by someone you don't really, you know. Who is this fucking yeah. guy? Who even knows? It is always a little bit sketchy. Yeah. And well, since moving to LA, I've been using Uber a lot just because it's easier to go a short distance without having to like pay for parking and all that mm, such. And that makes um, sense. Yeah. And usually, you know, I try to find they have like five stars or like 4.5 stars. You know, if it's like really low, I probably would cancel that that ride no offense because mm. it's just like <laughs> I, why do you have such a low rating brah like yeah ugh. who are you creeping out i think it's yeah but like with the delivery drivers when we do uber eats we meet them outside we don't give them like the code to you know into the building we don't tell them which apartment mm. we're in we just meet them outside um because you just never know you don't want to give the code out to anybody any uber driver you know to your for place. sure that's so, that's smart just yeah. having that extra layer of security, extra layer of security. Yeah, but I'm also too lazy, you know, to go out and get. Okay, so when you go out, like you can't in LA, it's just like, oh, let's go drive through this drive through. Let's go pick up some food real quick. It's like, no, you better find parking and then you better hope that it's free parking. And if it's not free parking, like, can you just put your hazards on and just park in an illegal spot just to go pick up your food? And it's just a lot just to go out and get something to eat in fucking LA because there's no free parking mm. ever anywhere. Sorry. We'll move to Ohio where we have three options and that's really all. So that's fair. I lied. I lied. We have four. Oh. We have a Subway, an Arby's, a Taco Bell, and a McDonald's. That's all you need? You just need yeah. that Taco Bell and Arby's. I mean, no, I keep... we need a goddamn Muchas Gracias so oh, I can yeah. help on your stupid burritos. That's true. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's so sad. I didn't even have Muchas when I was in Salem this last time. You fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> God. Uh, people sleep on Arby's, but it's delicious, so... Whatever to all you eat Arby's a whole lot. I like it every now and again, but I think Whatever. I had something in my head against Arby's when I was down in California. Okay, so we'll get like, over I it. I don't eat Arby's. Uh, Why? I don't know, because I'm snobby. I guess so. So yeah. I guess McDonald's is better? No. Nah, I guess. Uh, their, diet, their Diet Coke is amazing, so. Hmm. Good point. Just saying. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> uh okay wow another getting off topic michelle i will um, say that she was way more aggressive than i probably i probably would have been like yes let me open the door and just take my food like i probably would have just said done exactly what he said right from the start yeah i see i don't see i probably would do the same but honestly when he said you i have to hand it to you because there's alcohol in it and if i didn't order alcohol i'm like oh yeah then this is the wrong order yeah. I don't know. It was just, I, it would have been a red flag for sure having he him say that. He probably was creeped out right from the start. Something made, you know, it's probably that first, like, why is he even asking me to do this? Well, yeah, and because in the instructions, drops it. Yeah. In the instructions, it says drop by the door and leave. Mm-hmm. That's what we, yeah, leave. And then uh, when someone's just holding in, like, no, I have to hand it to you hand to hand, it's like, no, you don't, bro. Yeah, and now come to my car. Yeah, you can pick it up from my passenger side. Like, uh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not interested in being kidnapped. Thank you very much. Absolutely, yeah. It's just, yeah, I mean, people are just creepy. And I don't. Just be safe, I guess. Just just be careful, right? So, luckily, both of those situations, not being murdered and not being kidnapped, you know, good job. Yes, that's... (laughs) well done well done indeed because well and we had a couple of aggressive ladies that saved the day so that's true that's smart thinking about yelling at the guy get the shotgun kill him and it's like oh gosh and then the other one's like you know back the fuck up let me get my neighbor and then yeah and i'm happy that the neighbor saved it like kind of went in and helped you know a lot of times you sort of hear about apathetic people around them and that 
blows and I'm glad we didn't have that yes absolutely I totally agree with that so good on you ladies good job and yeah so we're gonna move on to Michelle's all right so this story I'm taking us back to December of 1881 dang that's a long ways away indeed okay so I actually got this story from this kick-ass book I found called Haunted Valley and more folk tales from Appalachia so these are all from West Virginia and Ohio so I was like hell yeah there's one story that like talks about Marietta and that's 20 minutes away and another one that talks talks about Cumberland which is 15 minutes away so it's kind of cool to see names I recognize in this book you're surrounded by haunted things Michelle well apparently this is some of the most haunted country this Appalachian Valley area is wildly haunted so you just wait I got all kinds of shit for a Halloween one oh so that's what I bought this book for originally and then okay another story out of it so I'll give you a little hint. Uh, when I saw her drink, which please, yeah. I was like, yes, I know what I wanted my story to be about. I love okay. it. So Ben Barber is sitting down in front of his fireplace on a snowy December day on his wedding day. So okay. he is getting ready to uh, depart his home to marry his bride to be. Stella Pinson. Stella lived with her parents about two miles down the creek from Bob's farm. So, you know, I guess it was more of a proximity thing. And so as he sat there putting his shoes on to get ready for his big day, uh, he heard the front door open and immediately he felt this like cold whoosh of air come on him. And he heard footsteps approaching behind him But for some strange reason, he was not able to turn around. So, you know, maybe like jumped into some sleep paralysis or something. I don't know. Something. He wasn't able to turn around. And then he could feel the unknown intruder start to breathe on the back of his neck. (gasps) So he could really feel the warm air kind of just being on his neck. No. And all he wanted to do was just to jump up and scream but he was unable to do so completely frozen and terror stricken. So he sat there helpless while all these cold chills are racing up and down his spine, pretty much expecting to be attacked by some hideous monster. But then he heard the footsteps retreating and he heard him walk down the hall and then close the door, then awakened from his sort of paralysis. So he actually had to sit there for a beat before he was able to move. Then he got up and he walked out to the front door to look out, figuring there would be some evidence of this person that came into the house. And it had been completely snowy and there was no footprints in the snow whatsoever all around his house. Mm. So he did kind of an investigative tour and couldn't find anything. So he was like, okay, I guess I just maybe dreamed it or just sort of didn't believe that the whole thing happened kind of so he closed the door and he went back to his bench to go back to putting his shoes on so later that morning he gets into his horse and buggy and he's heading on down to the wedding and he starts to feel a strange sensation on his feet and they seem to want to kind of point outward instead of going forward and he's like what the hell and he looks down and he realizes that he had put his shoes on wrong his shoes were on the opposite feet than he expected them to be okay so bob kind of just played up having the his shoes on the wrong feet as to being disturbed by the earlier incident gotcha warm air breathing on him and such so he was Uh like okay yeah i guess so whatever So he rectifies his mistake. He puts the shoes on the correct feet and he continues his preparations for the big wedding. So he gets married and Ben and Stella start to head back to his place where they intended to make it their home. And they had only gone a short distance when Stella turns to Ben and he said, 
how did it feel to have those mismatched shoes on your feet? And he was just like, oh my God, whatever. And they both kind of laughed about it. But then he realized he hadn't told anybody about that experience. And she had kind of no business knowing that this had happened. So he kind of didn't really, he sort of blew it off. But what it really turned out to be sort of the beginning of all this really kind of crazy shit to happen to him. Okay. So for several months following their marriage, Ben and Stella lived happily together on the farm. She took care of the house and did some work in the garden while he looked after the rest of the farm. It wasn't until Ben asked Stella to help him with the farm work that they really had their first fight. And then following this fight, several unusual incidents happened, which kind of made Ben suspect like what kind of woman maybe he had married. Okay. So one morning, Ben goes out to feed the livestock and he found that the sheep and the pigs had completely exchanged spots. So the sheep were where the pigs should have been and the pigs were where the sheep should have been. But there was no evidence whatsoever that he could find of any kind of messing around with the fence or their pens or anything. And even he couldn't find any evidence of them having walked back and forth like between the two pens so he was like that was really weird okay so on another occasion he was plowing in the cornfield and he noticed a cow a strange cow that he had not really seen before just watching him Uh, like just staring right at him a voice that sounded just like Stella's came from the cow and said Ben, don't work that horse so hard. And so he was like, what the hell? Stella must be playing a joke on me. That's crazy. And so he like went and looked. He just figured maybe she was like hiding somewhere. Uh And, you know, like trying to make a joke that this cow was talking to him. But he couldn't find her anywhere. She was like nowhere to be found. So on another day, Ben was working out in a hay field. And he was surprised by a crow. The crow swooped down and snatched the hat right off of his head and then just flew away from it. But as it flew away, he heard Stella's voice kind of laughing. He was like, weird. And later he found his hat on a post near the barn. Okay. So pretty much while he was going about his farm chores, he reviewed all the events that kind of happened since his marriage to Stella. He recalled that he had first met Stella soon after her family had moved to the community in the spring of 1881. So they had fairly recently met. He had actually, when they met, didn't think of her as being attractive at all. And then later he realized that no maybe she would be a really good wife to him and she had a way of making him feel really important and so but now he's kind of looking back and wondering if maybe he had been manipulated a little bit or something along those lines because Uh he found her kind of I'm not going to say egregious but he found her sort of unattractive and not something not someone he would want to hook up with and now all of a sudden he's marrying her. And so he okay. was like, oh, a little bit weird. <laughs> um, so, but Ben, of course, still viewed his marriage vows as sacred. And, you know, we're we're in it together forever now. You know, there's no thought of divorce or anything. But he realizes that, that most likely she's a witch. Oh, <laughs> Which, please. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. Gotcha, um, gotcha. So it's like, he like realized like, oh, I wouldn't marry this woman because she's like not attractive. But like, what about personality? Well, exactly. Well, apparently that's what he married because he was like, yeah, maybe she would in fact be a good wife. Yeah. yeah I'm into it now. Okay. Just give me 10 minutes. <laughs> so... But he realized because of her powers of witchery, yeah. as it says, there's no way he could ever escape. So he's <laughs> to 
buckled under the pressure of being married to a witch. You know how it goes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nick knows. <laughs> the acts of witchery continued. Uh, he found as in as they sort of went on, he found it really difficult to communicate with her. I think he sort of shut down personally. He's like, oh, I'm married to a witch. I can't get out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> to just put my head down and just do my own thing. So he found it difficult to communicate with her and he just became more aloof as time passed. Interesting. He ended up moving into a separate bedroom to sleep as an act of protest against her. I'm not standing for your witchery anymore. <laughs> I'm sleeping in the spare room. But he found out soon that his troubles, in fact, had just begun. Oh. So night after night in the ensuing weeks, Ben was able to find very little rest. He was often interrupted by nightmares that would leave him completely exhausted for hours and on one occasion he was awoken by feeling something cold pressed on his face and when he looked to see what it was it was a big black dog standing beside him so he like Hmm. grabbed his pillow and tried to like hit the dog like to get him out of there and of course the phantom dog just went away because it was not there huh And then one other morning, Ben awoke feeling unusually tired and his legs and arms were really stiff. And that whole night he had dreamed that Stella had changed him into a horse and ridden him up and down a muddy road that passed at their house. Worked him out, I see. Yeah. (laughs) But then he lit the oil lamp on the table beside his bed and he saw that his hands and feet were completely covered in mud. Oh, what the fuck? He became so alarmed over the experience that he decided to finally tell his neighbors what was going on with his wife. So they listened to his tales of woe and were like, oh, man, that sucks. (laughs) But we're not going to do anything about it. They were. What can you do? Yeah. What could you do? I mean, she's a witch. That shit's scary. Forget it. Anyway. I don't actually really believe in witches or anything. You don't think so? No. I mean, I do believe in all kinds of crazy shit, but yeah. I I don't know. I think so much of witches is just women having some kind of knowledge that has been passed <laughs> down among women and is now like apparently making men scared somehow. And so now we're a witch. Well, what if she weighs the same as a duck? don't even get me fucking started (laughs) apparently so my sister has she we all did the dna ancestry but she did a different one she did like i i don't even know ancestries.com and 24 and me it's a you know yeah it's the 24 and me it's not the ancestry.com so she gets all kinds of stories about who we're related to and one of the people we're related to is actually a character from the book, The Crucible. Oh, wow. So it was like one of the witches, one of the women who were burned at the stake back in, you know, Salem, Massachusetts, when they were burning witches like crazy. So I was related to one of them. I just thought it makes sense. That. Yeah, right. It kind of <laughs> does, frankly. I won't get into it now, but uh... okay. Sorry. So he's gone to his neighbors. They're like, sucky, but we're yeah. not doing anything. So apparently the neighbors had like almost no contact with Stella. For oh. whatever reason, they only ever saw Ben and never saw Stella. So they were like, we don't even really know her. So yeah. eh, we're just mm. stay out of it. So Stella came home one day and suggested that they sell the farm and move elsewhere. And Ben at this point, is so freaked out by her he's like yes whatever you say that's what we'll do (laughs) so they ended up selling their farm to a man named decker and then ben and stella move away so a short time after the decker family moved into the barber farm they reported that stella's former bedroom was haunted by a ghost Ooh! in the absence of anyone there various objects were thrown around the room and could be seen like going all crazy 
and they found it impossible to keep a bed made in that room. And as soon as the room was vacated, all the bed clothing would be tossed onto the floor. So all the sheets and everything would just get thrown onto the floor. Interesting. A variety of unfamiliar noises could be heard during the night. And perhaps the most chilling of all was the sudden burst of women's hysterical laughter. So at that point, no one had the courage to sleep in that room. So it got locked up and was never used again. And then in 1950, so was that like 70 years later? The house uh, was burned to the ground and there was no evidence of a ghost in the vicinity of the old barber homestead after that. Interesting. So, so uh, that is it. Dun, dun, dun. So are you saying like it wasn't a witch, it was a ghost the whole time, or it was a witch that caused the ghost to be there? Or was it the witch that made her presence known that she was there afterwards? I'm going to say option two or three. Okay. I think it's one of those two. I think it was a witch and then she caused it to be haunted later by her own presence. Gotcha. By whatever malicious intent that she had. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what I think about witches is they don't usually have malicious intent. Because I think it's like, do as you will with harm to none. I could be totally wrong, but no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Riches anyway. get a bad rap, you know? I think the thing that, uh, besides it obviously being about a witch, and our drink is called Witch Please, because <laughs> I smash into it. <laughs> but just the fact that she knew about the shoe switch. That is interesting. Like, that is interesting. Tell anyone, and she's like, how was that? And that'd be pretty creepy. That would be creepy. So I think he feels like he was compelled to put his shoes on the wrong feet. Okay, so interesting. That's what I think. Okay. Is what is going on. So. Bizarre. That's the first of probably many stories from (laughs) this book. That's cool, though. I mean, such an old encounter. Yeah, this was, um, the guy who wrote this is James Gay Jones. And apparently in the 60s and 70s, he went all through Ohio and West Virginia looking for sort of ghost stories and things like that. And so these are the ones that actually made it to be published and were told by, I think, more than one person. So That's interesting because there's not a lot of what we say, like media back then. So it's like, why would people lie, you know? Right, exactly. You know, so it's just... Yeah, that's what I think I find almost most credible about the book mm-hmm. is just its age. You right. Know, it was just a dude going around trying to find cool ghost stories and then publishing right. it. So that's interesting. I get I know the Appalachian Appalachian Mountains, they or forests, whatever, they get I hear about it all the time, how haunted they are. So it's right we are right on the foothill or yeah, we're right in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. So we're right at the bottom of them. And you drive into West Virginia. Oh my God, it's so pretty. But you could just feel that it's older. I don't know how to describe it. Interesting. But it's just the houses are obviously so much older. And I don't even, the architecture and things like you go through cities and it's like everything is brick. And, you know, it just right. feels older than okay. the west coast i guess i mean interesting because it is but right I mean, it's not, yeah. but it is civilization on the west oh my god i just need to stop no i understand <laughs> where you're going i got it i got it have another wow. sip of your drink michelle it's spooky it is spooky what a spooky <laughs> episode <laughs> yeah. oh no i'm super excited uh about my next episode Yes, it's going to be all Michelle, so I'm excited. All Michelle all the time. You guys just wait. I'm actually, that's nice. I get to take a break. That's, you know, going to be all Michelle. I know. Is this your first break of the entire time? It is. Yes. (laughs) So I'm just going to sit back and have a drink and just listen. And You can get drunk as shit on this episode. Because you don't even hardly have to worry about saying Pronouncing things. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be great. I look forward to it. 
you can interrupt me as much as you want. Like I yes. interrupt you all the time. Ah, Caitlin, stop talking. I have something <laughs> I would like to say now. <laughs> Let me tell you about the story that I remember like 20 years ago. Just now, this very moment. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot to say about your stories and mm. my own stories and I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I I feel like I've already probably told the story, so we'll just leave it at that. Could be. Probably. Probably. I'm always You've had some creepy something. encounters that I remember you talking about. I've had some creepy encounters, that's for yeah. sure. So mm. I'll leave it at that. Right. Ah. <laughs> well, those were some really good spooky stories. Get into it. Right. And I'm glad everyone's safe still, but uh, yeah, that's a good, good way to get into October. I guess it's, you know, going to be the, what, the ninth? Yeah. We're getting into it. Know what happened to Ben and Stella after they moved? Oh, right. I guess it's just kind of interesting that her shit was haunted from then on out until they had to put it to the ground. That is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like that. vaguely scared because we've been kind of on the lookout for a house yeah and that i'm gonna find end up moving and buying some sort of haunted god-awful house where now i'm like caitlin this other awful haunted scary thing happened to me again and you're like bitch this has been the 14th podcast that you've talked (laughs) about being haunted i'm done with it that's what i'm a little scared of no it's gonna be great content so (laughs) I look forward to it, Michelle. It's going to end up being renamed. Michelle should totally be dead right now. Yeah. Haunting. Yeah. <laughs> it does worry me. Yeah. The haunting of Michelle. Like, I love it. That's <gasps> scary. Forget I... it. I'm going. <laughs> Goodbye, Caitlin. Podcast over. Spookie. <laughs> it is spooky. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. All right. Well, on that note. We're wrapping this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of all the spooky ranting and I think we got through it. We did it. It's good. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well then uh, please stay tuned for Michelle's episode next time and we will see you guys next time. All right. (laughs) Goodbye. Yeah. Our Halloween official. Yes. Halloween episode next time. All right. Goodbye. Which please.